0: With Back to God Ministries, how's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, beloved, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all, listen. If you don't already know this, wickedness is all around us don't get caught up in its trap amen especially especially where false doctrine is concerned because beloved we are living in a day and age where evil and wickedness is all around us Men and women are becoming more wicked, more evil, and more vile with each passing day. And you got to know and you got to make sure you don't get caught up in the madness because it's easy to get caught up. And the next thing you know, you are lifting up your eyes in a burning hell, trying to figure out how did you get there. Evilness is all around us. Deception lurks at every turn. And if you are not careful, your your adversary, the devil, Who runs around like a roaring lion will have you in his clutches. You have to pay attention to your surroundings and who you allow in your inner circle. You can't go everywhere. You can't watch everything on worldly secular television. You have to consider your comings and your goings with each step. So, are those steps leading toward eternal life? Or have you made a detour and now you are facing God's wrath? When at one time you were on the shiny path to eternal life. Because let me tell you, beloved, there are many men and women who belong to Satan. Mm -hmm. These are not sheep. Yes, we have straight out sinners. They are not even trying To see anything about God and the gospel. Let alone Jesus Christ. I'm talking about those who claim the name. But then they want to drag you back over there to the old covenant. The old testament. Right Holy Spirit. I I, I do get it. The reason why we think that we too are part of that old covenant solely because it's in the Bible. So the mindset is, well, if it's in the Bible, then we must obey the Old Testament as well. But you have to understand the Old Testament is there as a Historical lesson about the covenant that ancient Israel had with Holy God. In the New Testament, the apostles and disciples constantly made reference to the Old Covenant, namely to assure us that we are not part of that covenant, namely because of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, resurrection, not to mention his sinless life when he walked on the face of this earth as both God and man brought to a completion, the old covenant. Upon his resurrection with his shed blood, he, in fact, ratified a new covenant with better promises, one that is based on faith in him and what he has done for us at the cross, laying down his life as a sin offering, offering up his body to God as a as a sweet aroma and God accepted Jesus sacrifice so much so that he rose him from the dead 3 days later we as gentiles you and i were not born in a jewish family if you were Nine times out of ten, you are still holding on to the Old Covenant, namely the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. And if you were born in a Jewish family, nine times out of ten, if your family has not been converted, they still hate Jesus Christ. The one they crucified, they are in fact, still waiting for the Messiah, not realizing that they are blinded, that they missed the opportunity of their visitation. And because they rejected the Messiah, God has caused a, a hardening even till this day over Israel. They don't read nothing about the New Testament. For what? They got their precious Torah. So what is happening is that, and I'm going to put this as a blanket because I pray that they are well-meaning. Some aren't, but for the most part, well meaning, born again believers in Jesus Christ adhere to the Torah. What church, what fellowship taught them that? They were taught in complete error. They will tell you in a minute yes, I believe in Jesus. Yes, it is by grace that I'm being saved. When I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. They will agree with salvation is a free gift. There is nothing we could have done to earn it. But then what's the problem? They were on board up until a certain point. They have been taught... That because, and I can see where they may have gotten this all twisted, okay? Because you know how in Christ, right? Those of us who are in Christ, spiritually, we are Abraham's children. Spiritually, not by bloodline, okay? And so, I don't know, the whole spiritual concept of being Abraham's children fell lost on them. They believe that they are as if flesh and blood tied to Jewish customs. And therefore, because they they will point you to, see, we are Abraham's children. What they failed to separate, if you will, We are not Abraham's children by bloodline. Therefore, the covenant does not belong to us. We are not part of that covenant. Well, if we are Abraham's children, then we too must keep the law. No, you don't. Slow down, Smokey. Okay, just slow down. Those laws... 613 of them was given to Moses to give to the children of Israel who came directly through blood from the line of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Jacob, whom God has renamed Israel, had 12 sons. And from those 12 came descendants. Now, if you can prove your lineage, blood lineage, lineage on your father's side, if you can trace that all the way back to Israel, Jacob, going through Jesus, going through David, Solomon, all that, all those kings, all that, that whole line, if you can trace it back to Abraham, then you will be just like these Jews today, blinded with a hardening, a veil over their hearts. So you cannot be into covenants at the same time especially when one has been fulfilled so I must give us this backstory because the wickedness and the the evilness of false doctrine is running rampant and this is one of the many doctrines of devils that has caused mass confusion in the body of Christ. As 21st century. Because this, mm-hmm, this is the century we are living in. You are not a Jew by bloodline. Where those laws were given to your ancest- ancestors to keep once christ jesus has has had gone to the cross he fulfilled he brought to completion the old covenant the last words on the cross was it is finished he came to do what he was commissioned by Our father in heaven to lay down his life for the sins of the world. And so you have modern day Torah keepers who insist that, yes, we are born again. But Jesus came to preach the law, meaning he came to preach it that we must still keep it. But then what about grace? Remember, what about now we are under the dispensation of Holy Spirit, the spirit of grace? No longer do we have to keep a set of laws to have favor and mercy with God, because the Bible tells us that the law as good and holy, as righteous as it is, it does not and cannot ever justify a person. That's why they had to sacrifice animals as a shadow type of once the Messiah, Messiah comes, and he goes to the cross. Well, that's the last lamb the last unblemished lamb to be slain for the sins of the world. All of those animal sacrifices that Israel had to do, it was a temporary covering for their sins. There had to be a high priest to accept these offerings. There had to be a temple Where they went to worship. That's no longer the case. And again. That law was given. All of those laws. All of those ceremonies. All of those feasts. All of those new moons and and Sabbaths. All of that was given to Israel. As a covenant with holy God. And the premise was. God told the people through Moses. That if you keep these laws. Then you will receive these blessings. But if you break these laws. Well then here are the curses. The consequences for Israel breaking covenant. And we know because we got the history Of all what had happened in the Bible. That's not doctrine for us. It is lessons. If you ask me. Of of what not to do. Of how not to get God angry with you. When you go a whoring. And you go following. And sacrificing to false gods. Who... demons when we have the one and true living God. We ain't trying to provoke him to anger. Listen, we have a jealous God and rightly so. Did he not send the Messiah to die on the cross for your sins, laying down his life? Listen, heaven paid a steep price for your salvation. Don't get caught up in this Hebrew roots movement that fosters, right, Holy Spirit, it fosters self-righteousness because you see that was what the pharisees problem was pride they thought they were better than the people because they understood and taught the law and so when you have modern day pharisees torah keepers torah observant they think they have more knowledge about God than we do who are liberated. We we are free because Jesus says if the Son has set you free, then you are in fact free indeed. From what? The penalty of sin, which the law highlights. Sin listen, sin got aroused Once the law was given, sin was like, oh, shoot, here we go. Let's get it started because these people are not going to obey all of these laws. So sin just arose. It got awakened like never before. So why would you on purpose put yourself back up under bondage? To these set of laws when Israel could not even keep it, Israel broke covenant. That's why, time after time, time after time, they got exiled, God has caused other nations to rise up and overtake them, namely, Assyria, the Babylonians, Egypt. Why? Because if you're going to go a whoring with these other nations, okay, well, then God is going to give you the business. So, for the life of me, If we were not given the law as Gentiles, because that's what you are, you you are not a Jew by blood. Well, because you see, in Christ, we are Abraham's children, right, spiritually, spiritually. So, these Torah keepers, they are deceived, and they are deceiving masses. Listen. Listen. If you do not know the real Jesus Christ, you are going to get caught up in religion quick, fast, and in a hurry. These evil men and women are treacherous in their maneuvers as they come across just so sweet and nice. No, they are not. Anyone trying to put you back up under the law, and that means these Torah keepers, your fake, phony, greedy pastor who insists on tithing, have y'all heard, as a sidebar here, have y'all heard now since Creflo Dollar has falsely repented, because that, whatever he tried to pull over the masses about, oh, how now he has this light bulb moment that we are not under the law but under grace. Well, hello. Where have you been for the past 20 years? So, right, because his his ministry 20, 30 some odd years, and you mean tell me at no time with all of your all of his head knowledge, because I sat up under him. Oh, yes, I falsely called him my pastor back in the day. And He ran us through Old Testament, taken out of context scriptures to prove to us we must tithe. But now that he got this light bulb moment, well, there's a new movement, grace giving. Yeah, it's called sacrificial giving. Since now they got the the memo, we were never under the law. We were never we were not commanded to keep it. So in order to keep the money train, gravy train running, they now say, Oh, right, you give cheerfully, you give money as a sacrifice. Give until it hurts. Friends do not be deceived it's the same old trick it's just got a different skin on it listen what god wants is our bodies as living sacrifices not money he wants our bodies to be to be a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto him and again not your money listen it has always been about obedience rather than sacrifice with our heavenly father. So beware, beloved. They are still coming for the pocketbooks. This quote unquote sacrificial giving madness is replacing the false doctrine of tithing and sowing seed because look, they they figured out, wait a minute, we we can make more money. Because, see, tithing was only 10% of your gross income. So now they see an even bigger paycheck. As long as they're going to really, if you thought they they was hyping up grace before, oh, you best to believe you're going to get beat down in the head behind grace giving. Give. Give like you love God. Just pouring on the guilt. You know what I mean? Uh-uh, folks. I'm telling you, evil is all around us. And so just so we are clear, we are under a new covenant. Because these Torah keepers, as much as they claim Jesus' name, he's, they, they are saying that Christ points us to the Torah For instruction. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they got to say. About the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is our teacher. So we go to Holy Spirit. For instruction. In what? Righteousness. Reproof. Correction. We go to Holy Spirit. He's our counselor. Now that Christ Jesus. Had went to the cross ascended back to heaven, alive today, sitting at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for us as he awaits to make his enemies his footstool. Well, he said before he even left that he was going to send us another counselor to do what, point us to the Torah? Absolutely not. And and they would tell you that the Torah is the same thing as the Bible. Meaning that what we read in the a New Testament, the Torah has a better understanding. And that if we look to the Torah, then we would know how to love God. Folks, this is nothing but Pharisee speak. They... Then, like they are doing today, making the law itself a God. Little G, I'm telling you, on social media, namely on Facebook, these people will beat you down about the Torah. They will high and lift up the Torah rather than Jesus Christ. Ain't nobody fighting for Jesus they are fighting to keep the torah so let us real quick as a complete sidebar i am i am so off my notes it's not even funny today it's because holy spirit wants me to make this understanding clear so that we will never be led astray by religion Religion demands you, you do a, a set ritual, you, you keep certain laws, you follow certain instructions in order to be made right with God because doing that proves your love. No, Jesus told us how our love is proven for him. And in no way, in no wise, did he point us to the Torah. He says, if you obey my commandments, then, and only then we prove that we love him. And what the first thing a Torah keeper says to that. See, if we keep his commandments. Hello, Jesus Christ was not talking about the Ten Commandments. Jesus Christ was not talking about the 613 laws of Moses. He was not talking about those commandments. Yes, because you see, if we keep his commandments, it shows that we love him. Okay, so what commandments was was he talking about? The Ten Commandments? No, no. He was not so let's go like I said I am so off my nose it's not even funny but this is all all dealing with wickedness and evilness so I'm not really off topic I'm just taking us down a bunny trail these these are the two commandments That Jesus was saying that if we keep these two commandments, well, then guess what? The law and all of the prophets are fulfilled. Because you see, it's all about love. Love fulfills the law. But they can't hear that. They can't hear that. You want to know why? Because their father, Satan. Because they can say all day that they are Christ followers. Well, Christ followers do not follow the Torah. We follow Jesus Christ. And no, I hate to break it to you. Jesus Christ is not the Torah. Well, it says that the word was made flesh. People, people, people. God was not referring to the first five books as being made in the flesh. Listen, you must understand who the lawgiver was Jesus. So now that he has been made flesh, walking on the earth, tabern- tabernacling with his creation he has a right to bring what he established to a close it is his prerogative to open it and close it and to and to ratify a new one a better one cuz again see this is the devil's work at hand to deny Jesus Christ of his sovereignty so he don't care if he uses a bunch of dupes to think that we we are we are commanded in in any form or fashion to hold on to the torah absolutely not so listen Matthew 22 34 to 40 but when the pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Verse 37, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself on these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Why? Because love, love says, I'm not going to take God's name in vain. I'm not going to serve and worship other false gods. I'm not, because I love him, I'm not going to have any graven images. I'm not going to take his name in vain. And because I love people, I am, I'm going to out of love honor mother and father i am not going to commit adultery with my neighbor i am not going to sin against them in any way i'm not going to covet what they have i'm I'm not going to take their spouses from them and i'm not going to covet anything that they possess so we see love is the fulfillment of the law of, 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 the whole entire law. But the Pharisees didn't want that either. And just like today, these Torah keepers, they don't want that either. Well, they don't have a choice because Jesus said that all unbelievers over there in revelation 21 verse eight, their part, along with the adulterer, the fornicator, the liar, and the murderer, and the abominable, their part will be, and let us not forget the cowardly, those who knew Jesus, truly born again, tasted the goodness of who he is, and went a-whoring back out there into the world, left him for the old covenant. It's finna go down on judgment day. Their part will be in the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone. This is the second death, eternal separation from Jesus, from the father for all of eternity. So do not Do not let anyone lead you astray because I'm going to say this and then I'm going to leave this alone for now. Jesus Christ of Nazareth fulfilled the law. Christ said in Matthew 5, 17 to 20, in part, Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen. In other words, Jesus did not come to demolish or dismantle the law of Moses, but rather to bring it to a state of completion and finish its work. Study all you got to do is study Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. So let me try to get back on task here because before I got off on that whole big bunny trail. I was saying how they would try to convince you that Jesus Christ came to preach the law and point you to the Torah for instruction. If you are not grounded in the truth of the gospel, beloved, you will be easily swayed and moved in your emotions. And and whether or not we have to adhere to the first five books of the Bible, plus keep all of the law of Moses, you are not going to realize we are under the blood covenant in which Christ Jesus ratified with his blood. So if you are born again, you are not under the law of Moses. Primarily the covenant that was between ancient Israel and Holy God was for them. And us Gentiles, okay, we were not privy to the covenant, nor did we have God's laws. Gentiles at that time were pagan worshipers. They they worshiped many gods, for they did not know the one and true living God. Not until Paul traveled on many missions preaching the gospel to the Gentiles because even, even then the first century church, there were, there was much contention between Jewish leaders and those newly converted Jews, whether or not Gentiles must keep the law of Moses. And in This passage I'm about to read to you at the Council of Jerusalem, we will see once and for all the outcome and how it was handled. Listen, Jesus' half-brother James, right, who had become a leader of the church in Jerusalem, agreed with Peter and declared... It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. And we can read all about this in Acts chapter 15, right? The Jerusalem council then proceeded to give four, quote unquote, rules that Gentile Christians should live by. These were not rules the Gentiles must follow in order to be saved. Rather, the rules the rules were to build harmony between Jewish and Gentile Christians in the first century. The four rules the, the Jerusalem Council decided upon were that Gentile Christians should abstain from food polluted by idols, sexual um sexual immorality the meat of strangled animals and blood the instructions were not intended to guarantee salvation but to promote peace within the early church amen because it is interesting that the issue the issue the Jerusalem Council was dealing with is still very much an issue in the church today. Like I was saying, there are groups still teaching that Christians must obey the Old Testament law, whether it is the Sabbath day or food laws or, or all of the Old Testament law outside of the sacrificial system there are groups that declare observance of the law is either required for salvation or at the least a crucial important aspect of the Christian life. Mm -hmm. Sadly, these groups either completely ignore or grossly misinterpret the decision of the Jerusalem Council. Uh huh. Because the specific goal of the council was to decide what aspects, if any, of the Old Testament law Christians must observe. So, we see what the outcome was, right? It was those four quote-unquote rules. So, if the Lord wills, we're going to do a teaching on what was the meaning and the importance of the Jerusalem council that we see in Acts chapter 15. Beloved, we must allow Holy Spirit to separate us from this evil world, okay? Because let's just get back on task here because evil is all around us especially, especially in the church. I'm not talking about the ecclesia, Christ called out ones, because those who truly follow Christ Jesus obeys his commandments and not trying to go back to the Old Testament. But we have Holy Spirit as our teacher of instruction we need to be separate from this world sanctify and consecrated unto god for otherwise we're not gonna make it out of here in one piece so before we go any further listen we gotta pray we, we it's like 40 minutes in Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, hallowed be thy holy, righteous name. May your kingdom come, Father. Thank you for giving us this day of your mercy, of your grace. Father, we know sin does not pay. If we dance with the devil, we are going to perish. Oh, yes, we are going to perish and end up in the lake of fire. Proverbs twenty six twenty seven tells us, if you set a trap for others, you will get caught in it yourself. If you roll a boulder down on others, it will crush you instead. So, Father, it does not pay trying to lead people away from sound doctrine. It will do us all well to come to Christ because Proverbs 12 13 tells us how evildoers are trapped by their sinful talk, and so the innocent escape trouble. Father, we need reformation. We need a whole changing of the guard. We need to be taught sound doctrine. Where in these churches today are we going to find sound doctrine? Because time is running out. Paul told Timothy that in these times we are living in right now, Okay, I believe he was pointing to this day and age that many will turn away from sound doctrine. Wanting and not not even turning, but not even putting up with it. They ain't trying to hear sound doctrine. They want their ears tickled. And there are many wolves in sheep's clothing, many false pastors, many false prophets and prophetess and bishops whose agenda is to do just that tickle that ear. With all of this high sounding nonsense, new age, philosophies, 10 steps to a better life in Christ, 10 ways how to receive money from God. These people are putting out whole books on how to get rich, and they are doing it with Jesus' name. Father, have mercy. Have mercy on them, Father. So we come to, we come to you today for wisdom, clarity, sound thinking. The law is obsolete because a new law. A new covenant has been established by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are not confused, Father. We we do not walk in gross darkness. The light, capital L, dwells within us. And if we are in the light, we do not walk in darkness. Well, Jesus did call it this straight and narrow path is so hard to find that many will not be on this road. They will be over there on that broad way. It's easy to be religious. It is easy to follow religion. Because, right, Holy Spirit, following religion means no sacrifice. Of that body. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. So they can sacrifice their monies. They can make themselves broke. By giving all the money to the wolf pastor. It's not going to bring them any closer to you. It's not going to put them on that road to heaven. So they can sacrifice until it hurts all day. We know, Father, that that lake of fire would be the biggest hurt anyone will ever experience. So they can go by the way of the broadway believing they are right. Father, the arrogance and the the ignorance is just idiotic. To even think that we can bypass Jesus Christ and get to you? This been going down since the garden, Father, right? Satan is still with his bag of tricks. But in Christ, Jesus has dealt with the works of the devil. We know what it is. People are still slaves to sin. And they will be part of that whole religious Christian Christian dumb machine. Mm hmm. They are serving false gods still. And this one God, the Torah. I see it, Father. I see it. So help us today, Father. Help us, bring us to the knowledge of your Son that in Christ we have liberty. Those those Jews in the first century, they, they couldn't stand it that, that those who are in Christ are freed from the bondage of having to keep those laws. That's why they... They made it such a contention to try to put new Gentile, Gentile believers up under that that same regime, Those the strict adherence to all of those ordinances. They wanted them to be in as much bondage as they were. Thank you that your will was done. Help us this day, Father. Give us more grace. Have more mercy and patience. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that we can come boldly to the throne of grace to get help, to seek help in a time of need. And, Father... If any other time in history, we need you. We need help. Help us today, Father. We lean on you. We trust in you. Show us the way to go. Because without you, we will walk in darkness. We lean on you, Father. We pull on you and you alone. Thank you for your mercy. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, listen. We need to understand how does sin trap and hold us, okay? Because we know the the ills of false doctrine, right? So we need to to ask this very important question. How does sin trap and hold us? Because knowing the answer to this question means you are aware of the trap and you can prevent yourself from being caught in it. Listen, a trap is designed to capture you and keep you captive. Knowing the trap will be the difference between being caught in it and escaping it because before we get even further any further you gotta understand sin no longer has a trap over you unless you put yourself in the trap if a trap has been laid out and if you know that trap has no control over you, why? Cuz you're not going anywhere near the trap. Do we need to go? Do we need to go to Romans 6? Yeah, I think we do. Because people well-meaning people in the body of Christ are not fully aware or the memo has not been planted yet. They can see they can see it in the Bible that sin is no longer our master, but they still give in to sin. Why? If sin is no longer the master of a born again person filled with God's spirit, then what's the problem? Why is it that sin is still a trap for some And not for others. Well. That's because. You don't want to give it up. Why are you still. Going into traps. Like what. Meeting up with the weed man. Buying weed. Meeting up with the dope man. Still taking drugs. Going to the liquor store hanging around people whom you once had a sexual relationship with, and you think that flesh of yours can resist such great temptations when, according to you, that was the best sex you ever had, and you think your little born-again self being around all that temptation can just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna go over there and I'm gonna tell Sheila, you know what, we are just friends only and we're gonna sit back and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Sheila's still smoking weed, still turning up, still drinking and partying. Sheila ain't even trying to cover up that body and you are a breast man. And here she goes setting it out. Do you really think it won't be long before y'all back off in the sheets? Sheila is a trap. The same way with Bob. Bob is a trap for you. So Romans 6. Let's go to it. Unless you get the understanding that... We have been buried with Christ Jesus through the baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory and the power of the father, then we are going to think that this flesh is still in charge. Absolutely not. It has been crucified with Christ. That old nature died. That old man is dead. And if you keep your foot in sin's trap, then you are going to resurrect that flesh. And that is why many are still struggling with the old man and the spirit. When all we need to do is just calm down, settle down, trust in Jesus, follow Jesus. No, this walk is not easy. What made you think that it was? Jesus told us in this world, you're going to have trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said that the one who endures until the end, that one, that person is the one that's going to be saved. We are in sanctification with Holy Spirit. Now that we have been justified, Of our sin, we now are in the process of being trained how to be holy, how to be separated from this world, set apart unto God, learning how to be righteous seeking his kingdom first, seeking salvation. And once we are being saved, now we seek his righteousness, learning, training how to be right and to remain in right standing with him by not going back to sin. A light bulb went off for me when I got the teaching. How you put away sin... And be serious about it this time, okay? Cause we oh, we kept tripping and tripping and tripping, right? You gotta get to a point in your faith walk. Once you put that flesh on the facts, once you put all of your fornication, all of your idolatry, all of your adulteries, all of your homosexuality, all of your covetous, greedy ways, all of your con man ge- uh, games and schemes, you put that lying tongue, you put that, that Jezebel harlot manipulating witchcraft spirit on this one fact. No one who practiced those things will inherit the kingdom of God. Put that flesh on the facts. The unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom. You want to go to heaven, right? You want to spend all of eternity in the kingdom of God, right? Well, you must stop sinning. So what we live in this flesh body. To the glory of God, we are still in this body. You want to know why? As long as we are in this body and striving to walk the straight and narrow path, then we have God's grace and mercy. So if we trip and miss the mark, we don't stay in the dirt rolling around in it. We can go to God and seek forgiveness and he will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But if you are rolling in the dirt where now your quote unquote born again life is characterized by sin, you're not going to make it. None of us will. None of us will inherit God's kingdom if we practice these things. Listen, Romans 6, verse 8. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live together with him because we know the self-evident truth that Christ having been raised from the dead, will never die again, and death no longer has power over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin, ending its power and paying the sinner's debt once and for all. And the life that he lives, he lives to glorify God in unbroken fellowship with him. Verse 11, beloved, even so, that means just like Christ, even so, that means you too have this mindset. Consider yourselves to be dead to sin and your relationship to it broken, but alive to God in in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. Amen. Verse 12. Therefore, do not, do not, capital D, capital O, you better stop it. Do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lusts and passions. Do not, do not go on offering members of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but offer yourselves to God in a decisive act as those alive raised from the dead to a new life and your members all of your abilities sanctified, set apart as instruments of righteousness. Yield it to God. We are now to yield this body, all parts of it, every last single part of it. And you know what I'm talking about. Yield it to God In righteousness, no longer do we yield these bodies, all the parts, to wickedness. Mm -mm. No, we don't do that anymore. So, verse 14 is about to tell us why we don't and should not yield these bodies to wickedness. You want to know why? Here's the key. Sin will no longer be a master over you. Why? Since you are not under law as slaves, but under unmerited grace as recipients of God's favor and mercy. That's why. That's why. We, thank you, Holy Spirit, we have received God's mercy and favor in Christ. Once we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, well, we now have right standing with God the Father. Christ Jesus, when he shed his blood on the mercy seat of God, well, he made atonement for our sins reconciling us back to the Father. No longer are we enemies of God's. We are now in the family. We must stay in the family, beloved, because you all know that's a whole nother teaching, right? Once saved, always saved. No, you're not. Because as we see, just like with these Torah keepers, people be going back and forth, (laughs) jumping out of Jesus' hand over there um, under Old Testament laws or going back out into the world. At the end of the day, there's a whole lot of jumping going on, but there is no abiding. (laughs) Where are those who are on a consistent habitual abiding in Christ? Where are they? Because Jesus called it. Few, few are on the road to eternal life. That broad way over there, oh, it is filled. The Bible says that hell enlarges herself daily to accommodate all who wants to jump out of Jesus' hand or outright reject him. So as we about to wrap this up, I'm glad that we are once again over here in Romans six, because the more you get sound doctrine from the Holy Spirit, the easier it will become living in this flesh body that is prone to sin, to, to fall into various traps Mhm. You have to have this mindset. Who do you love more? Jesus and his righteous commands or your flesh and all that this satanic world has to offer? Because there are a plethora of religions to choose from. There are a plethora of of temptations that you can run after. But at the end of the day, Hebrews 9:27 should be in the forefront of every single person ever born to a woman. You know what Hebrews 9:27 tells us? Well, as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. What judgment? Y'all better go over there to Revelation 20. Because the great white throne judgment will be for the ones who thought Jesus was playing. Who thought that that they can serve the Torah God and Jesus at the same time. But really leaning on the Torah um, God. Mm-mm messianic jews if they don't repent they ain't getting in either because you see listen folks you with 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 this whole torah thing you can't have your cake and eat it too you can't have grace and the law no because if that's the case then jesus died here we go that horrific Bloody, violent, brutal, shameful death for nothing. If you can still hold on to the Torah and have his grace, then he didn't have to come. D- business as usual, right? So, now that he did come, you can't have him and the Torah at the same time. No. Well, why not? Well, because that's not how it works. Ask God. Okay, we are just his messengers. Okay, we didn't write the law. We are not the law giver. We have no authority to to change the way God instituted this this whole thing for humanity. He's the potter. We are the clay. So if he says that... The Old Testament law has come to a completion. Well, it has. You don't have the authority to keep it going. Well, I don't believe that that Jesus brought it to a close. And so what? There are a lot of people who don't believe nothing about Jesus. This is just one of, of them. Nonetheless, he brought it to a close. I'm going to take y'all somewhere. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me give you Romans 6.20. And then I'm going to close it with the new covenant. Okay. Romans 6.20. When you were slaves of sin, you were were free in regard to righteousness. You, You had no desire to conform to God's will. So... What benefit did you get at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? None. For the outcome of those things is death. A.K.A. Lake of Fire, folks. But now, since you have been set free from sin and have become willing slaves to God, you have your benefit resulting in what sanctification being made holy and set apart for God's purpose and the outcome of this beloved if you just settle down calm down okay the outcome of all of this sanctification putting away sin not being um not putting your foot in traps The benefit of this is eternal life. That's the goal. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Where's my bell? Eternity waits for us all. The focus, the binocular focus should be on eternity, not what's going on on the earth. Okay? We... Are not going to live forever. Every last single person from the least to the greatest will stand before Jesus on judgment day to give an account for the way they chose. They chose to live their lives. Whether we chose to live a life as a born-again follower of Jesus Christ, or we we chose to To live a life rejecting Jesus and obeying not his gospel. So, either way, it's going to go down on judgment day. So, let us not forget verse 23 of Romans 6. Listen, we all know this. For the wages of sin is death. But... The free gift of God, that is his remarkable, overwhelming gift of grace to believers, is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. So we are no longer slaves to sin. We are slaves to God in righteousness, holiness, learning. Training how to be holy, sitting with Holy Spirit long enough to get the teaching that we are to flee, flee from all wolves in sheep's clothing, false brethren, what else? Uh sin, false doctrine, flee from it all because the benefit. With all of this putting away folk. Putting down things that once brought us sensual pleasure. The benefit will be when we stand before Jesus at the bema seat. To receive rewards. As faithful followers of his. Mm-hmm. So. Let us end this with understanding the new covenant. We are not under, nor have we ever been under the Old Testament covenant. That covenant was given to Israel and Israel only. The fact that it is in the Bible doesn't mean it becomes a doctrine for us to follow. It is historical. It is rife in lessons. And it is good to know Who the God we serve truly is. Because yes, he is love. But we see over there in the Old Testament. Oh, he ain't playing with none of us. Because we Gentiles over here can get it. Just like Israel got the business. Okay. So, Luke chapter 22. This is where we read about the last. I mean, the, the Lord's Supper. Okay. Verse 14, let's just take it from there. Okay. When the hour for the meal had come, Jesus reclined at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have earnestly wanted to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Amen. You want to know why? Because it would be the last supper. Mm Mm-hmm. For I say to you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken up cup and given thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. Amen. Me too, Lord. Verse 19, and when he had taken bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten saying, this cup, which is poured out for you is the new covenant ratified in my blood that's that's verse 20 folks never forget what your where you can find your new covenant it is in luke in in luke's gospel chapter 22 verse 20 this cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant ratified in my blood that means established in my blood but listen the hand of the one betraying me is is with mine on the table for indeed the son of man is going as it has been determined but woe! judgment is coming to that man by whom he is betrayed and handed over and they began to discuss among themselves which one of them it might be who was going to do going to do this and we know it was judas mhm so there we have it folks evil is all around us that does not mean we give into it just because it is nope we stay close to jesus christ we remain abiding in him forget about all these all these movements all of these it's it's like a big crowd shouting come over here jesus is here jesus is there come here come there Jesus gave us a warning that in, in the end times, that you will have many people claiming they are Christ. He's over there. He's over here. Go there. Go there. Jesus was like, don't, don't, no, don't go. Mm-mm. So unless we know the voice of Jesus, We will be following Torah keepers. We'll be following these wolves in sheep's clothing. We will be going back out there into the world. It's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. Listen. Proverbs 3, 25 to 26. Because folks, listen. In Christ, he got us. As long as we remain faithful to him, abiding in him, hearing his voice, listening and obeying. Because believing only is not good enough. We must obey. Meaning, when we obey Christ Jesus, the fruit of the Spirit will show up in our lives. We must produce fruit in keeping with our repentance. And if we do that, if we don't get ourselves broken off from him because he is the vine and we are branches, and if we wither away by constantly producing bad fruit, we will be broken off bundled together with the rest of the, of the other withered, broken-off branches, gathered together to be burned and thrown into the fire. Folks, let us not get this twisted. You can, in fact, forfeit your salvation. I know you've been told there's nothing you could do to break fellowship. Oh, yes, you can. And many have and found out too late. Yes, that's why we remain in Jesus Christ. Listen proverbs three twenty five to twenty six Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked, for the Lord will be at your side. And will keep your foot from being snared. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, how clear is that? In order for us who are your children, in order for us to prevent our foot feet from being snared. We are to remain at your side. You will be with us and we will be with you. And you will keep our foot from being snared. Why? Because our whole focus is in pleasing you. Enthusiastic about doing what is good. Your grace teaches us how to reject all ungodliness and worldly <sighs> immoral desires. Mm-hmm. We long to please you. Because we know our Lord and Savior paid with his life. Our salvation and redemption and glorification. We would no longer take that for granted. We will we will no longer be swayed by every wind of doctrine. Mm -mm. As long as we keep our ears on Jesus, then we will know and recognize his voice. So any voice coming from the left talking crazy about how Jesus came to preach the law and point us to the Torah, we will know to turn and go the other way. Because that's another voice. And we will not follow that voice. Why? Because we know the voice of Jesus already. Bless your, bless your holy name, Father. Thank you for this unbroken fellowship. Thank you that, that we can come to you in intimate conversation. And just talk. Getting to know you, Father. For so long, we have been your enemies. But now, we have sonship. Thank you. And this is all possible through Jesus Christ, whom we lift up the blood-stained banner. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for it all. Thank you that You loved us so much, you gave yourself up for us. So absolutely, we are crucified with you. The mindset is on the harvest. To go out into your harvest, snatching souls from hell's fire. Thank you, Father, for you give the increase. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. Well, there we have it. Don't get caught up in sin's trap. Keep your mind focused that sin is no longer your master. Christ Jesus dealt with sin's control and power and dominance. It once had over you. No longer are you a slave to sin. You are a slave to Jesus Christ. He is now your master. He's my master and he's your master. Act like it. Amen. Amen. And Lord willing. Until next time. Repent. And believe. Stop sinning. And turn back to God. Lord willing. I shall be talking to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time. I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.